Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my breathtaking co-host, Mozzie. Breathtaking. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Take my breath away, AJ. <laughs> Take mine away, but it's because I have like I have some allergies and stuff, so that's part of it too. Oh uh, yeah, it's just naturally sort of been taken. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't have much left to take, so try not to take a ton of it. I mean, it's some to spare. Fair enough. But yeah, so we haven't we haven't recorded since the Super Bowl, um, so we won't we won't do a super long recap since everyone's kind of you know done with that since it's you know been a bit. But it's been a bit. um, I. I being there was a fucking blast. It was a great time. Definitely, yeah, more- that's right. You got to go to the game. Yes, definitely more Chiefs fans for sure. Mm-hmm. So that was a great time. Just because, like, I, I I was mostly indifferent on who won, but I ended up just rooting for Andy Reid. I had the shirt and everything, just because. Boom. Yeah. And we both took the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we. I feel like the game kind of went how we thought. Did it go how you yeah, thought? The team that got the lead first lost, <laughs> <laughs> which is so hilarious. But like, oh no, Andy Reid, don't get too big of a lead. Don't worry, they're not that kind of team anymore. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find like all our notes on it because I know we were going to talk about like our, our calls and stuff from it too. Well, so one, I know one of mine that I got right was I thought Pat Mahomes would have a lot of rushing yards, and he had a. I think he had like a 39 rushing yeah, yardage over under and yeah. he definitely hit that yeah he had like a couple especially like one like big run that really vaulted the team ahead but oh yeah and uh you had a really good call on a mr damian williams yes that... my my main thing was that like the the niners run defense was a lot weaker than their pass defense and that the andy Reid was smart to take advantage of it and yeah, because I, I like we were talking about the Damian Williams yardage props, and I was like really in on the over on those, so that worked out. I mean, the rush, the rush, like the running backs did pretty well for both teams for the most part. I know like mm-hmm. most didn't get a ton, but like he wasn't like bad or anything. Looked fine. No, I remember like you saying that you were high on Williams, and I was kind of like eh, for a couple a couple of days there, but then throughout the week you kept sending me things about how Williams was pretty <laughs> much the key to the Chiefs' success, and by the end of it, I ended up placing a bet on it because he had an 81 total yardage over under, mm-hmm. and when I was looking at that, I was like, he'll oh man, that, yeah. he'll smash that 81, like, mm-hmm. and he really freaking did. Yeah, and like you know, it's unbiased when I'm talking about Damian Williams like exactly. doing well. Like, you would not be saying this in yeah. any normal circumstance. I know something's up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is AJ okay? <laughs> He's gone ill. But yeah, no, amazing game. So so fun to be there. The Chiefs fans got wild. It was great. I got intoxicated at the game. Had a good time. Amazing. So yeah, super happy for the Chiefs fans. That's awesome. Um, man, I mean, that's just electric. I'm happy for him. Yeah. I, I did want to mention just really quickly. I feel like San Fran's kind of come under the, the gun lately with all of the, you know, since them losing people have been shitting on Jimmy G or, or Shanahan, like just all this blame all over the place. And I'm kind of sitting here like, can't we just say that the Niners were good, but the chiefs were better. Yeah. Like why did the, why is why is it now like the Niners have to be bad because they lost? They're not bad. They're a great team. They were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> one 
one throw that Jimmy G needed to make that would have turned the game around, and he didn't make it. And that's the difference between him and Mahomes is you put the game on like on the line down to one throw. That's their difference maker. Yeah. But like it was a really close game. <laughs> yeah, and that's like where we were with it too because we're talking about when we're torn, we look at what coaching and quarterbacking. And the edge was the Kansas City quarterbacking, a.k.a. Mahomes over Jimmy G. And like... Yeah, like, there wasn't, like, Jimmy G was terrible, but, like, he definitely could have done better, and it's, like, this definitely wasn't as much of a Kyle Shanahan choke as the Falcons game was, but it is sort of indicating for me just because I get to be, like, okay, it's not just the Falcons anymore now, he's, he's <laughs> done it somewhere else, so I'm, like, retroactively ripping into him for it, but that this one wasn't really as much on him, I'd say, as it was like, on, like, play execution, and then... Yeah, I mean, for me, like... Well. There was that the turning point in the game for me was when the Niners got the ball back in the fourth quarter. And I don't remember how much they're up by, but I think they're up by 10. They get the ball back with 11 minutes in the fourth, and they could have won the game there. Yeah. If they take eight minutes off the clock and get a field goal, the game's over. But instead, they gave the ball back after two minutes only. The Chiefs get the ball with all their timeouts and basically nine minutes on the clock. Just shy of that. It was like eight something, 840. And it, when that happened, I'm sitting here like, oh, the Chiefs are going to win. You can't yeah, give that, Pat Mahomes that much fucking time. Yeah, that that drive, that's when everyone like knew. Especially that like that Tyreek Hill catch, like that nutso play to him. Like, everyone just kind of could tell the momentum started shifting. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Yep, and so one of the reasons I think Shanahan is getting blasted unfairly is that he kind of did what I think you have to do against the Chiefs is he didn't want to just try to yeah. eat clock and risk not getting first downs. He was going for it. He wanted to keep scoring because against the Chiefs, you have to. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it was obvious that they did need to keep scoring, but yeah. So I'm, I'm not I'm not really ragging on him for this one as much. So and it's not and the lead wasn't nearly as big. They were they were up ten points, not like you know twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was it and they're up. You're up ten against the best quarterback in the league. Like they can score in six seconds. You yeah, know, like <laughs> it's, it's a little different. So the, the the lead was not really safe. So like I get the playing aggressive. So I'm not really mad at him for that. Yeah, no, I won't fault him for playing aggressive. They like would they have won if they'd eaten clock instead? Maybe. Um, but I don't think they would have been able to eat clock. Like the chiefs defense really locked down. I think mm-hmm. ultimately Shanahan probably had a good game plan to keep playing aggressively. And unfortunately, in my opinion, they didn't have a quarterback to execute it. Yeah. Like the, the chiefs, like the chiefs throughout the playoffs have been like really good at like limiting big plays. The long, the long 49ers play was 32 yards and that was a Debo Samuel run. Mm-hmm. So, like that like because the Niners don't really rely on that but if you're not getting a consistent enough drives you're gonna need the big plays so yeah the, the, the Chiefs have done really a great job at limiting big plays all throughout the playoffs and that showed again here in the Super Bowl too because like yeah. Kittle, Kittle and Debo are big play guys so mm-hmm. oh Debo looked so good in the first half and then they stopped using him mm-hmm. I'm sure for some reason but man he was looking good yeah Debo but is that a crazy, crazy good game? I, I enjoyed. It. I hope you can only hope next year's is as good. So, 
can only hope. Yeah, because sometimes they're duds, right? You know, the like one the year uh, before. <laughs> and then that uh, that Broncos Seahawks one. Oh God, that one. Was that might have been the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Yeah, because at least like the previous year was close. That one. Was yeah, at least that was like the, the NFL equivalent of a no hitter. Like yeah. The, <laughs> the Broncos Seahawks. Oh, there were some home runs, but just none of them were for the Broncos. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was poor Peyton Beauty. there. But yeah. Anyway, this offseason, we've got a lot of quarterback movement, um, at least potential quarterback movement. So we're going to kind of dig into some of that. We So first thing we already know, Breeze has said he's come back to the Saints. So we got Ooh. that. So first things first, Teddy. That means Teddy. that's going to mean he's moving. What, where, what, do you, what do you think Teddy should be? Like, where do you think he ends up? Where do you want to see him? Okay, so Teddy. Um he is now an undraft, like an unrestricted free agent, so he can pretty much sign anywhere. He really can't go back to the Saints because they need to pay Breeze. They won't be able to pay him yeah. QB one money, and some other teams going to pay him QB one money. So, uh-huh. the first thing is what team can pay that, which I'm I'm estimating to be personally about twenty seven and a half million a year. Like if I had to guess, that would be how much Teddy will make. Um, it could go up. It could hit thirty. I don't think he'll make more than 30. Probably not, just based on, you know, he hasn't had enough put together yet. But Right. So the other thing is you also want him on a team that doesn't need, like, a, a rookie. They're ready to win now because he doesn't uh, really need to develop anymore as a quarterback. He maybe, you know, develop with the system, sure, but he's he's done his development. He's there now to win. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, a team that's rebuilding doesn't need him because they, if they're rebuilding, they're not going to be good yet. So that would just be kind of a waste. So mm-hmm. ideally for me, Teddy Bridgewater should go to the Chargers, the Colts. I wish the Bears would give up on Trubisky and take mm-hmm. him. I think he would do well there. Um, I think those are my main three. Yeah. I also think he would fit in with some other places. You could do like the Raiders or the Panthers, but I'd... yeah, Col- Colts and Chargers were the two I was gonna say too, just because like need and cap room. Or, like, I'm assuming the Colts go somewhere. They did sign. See, the Colts like they could also just very easily take a rookie because they may just say like, okay, let's chill with Jacoby and let the rookie get ready. <laughs> but the te- the team that is there is very good. Like they should go for a Teddy or go for a quarterback. Exactly. And that's the thing is you can get Teddy and a QB because you don't need to get rid of any picks to sign him. Mm -hmm. You can just sign the dude if you have the cap space and then use your picks towards getting a rookie. But somewhere like the Colts, I wouldn't want a rookie for this year. And likewise for the Chargers, I would want a rookie for the future. But for this year, 2020, you want a quarterback that's already developed. Yeah, the Chargers are like in a win now spot for sure. Yeah. And since they're not bringing back Philip Rivers, that opens up a ton of room. So, and they're probably not bringing back Nelvin Gordon. So that's a that's like thirty six million right there open. So they can re-sign, you know, between Bosa, Williams, Eckler, Henry. Like they can get most of those guys re-signed and keep Teddy too. Right, and yeah, they're gonna have a lot of money they have to dish out. Uh-huh. And then I think it's next year where they get really fucked. Um, but yeah, they're. Uh... They're, they're going to be hurting for cap space eventually, but they can get Teddy for this year. 
Yeah, like the only I'm trying to think, I mean look at I'm trying to find the like expiring contracts there. This is the last year for Mike Williams, so he's good. He's fine for this year. But I'm looking at like Bosa and Eckler because you said because Henry you said is a free agent. Yeah, already, he's right? a he's already an unrestricted free agent for That's 2020. So I assume they'll re-sign him, and then yeah, because they've got a lot of guys who. So yeah, Eckler Eckler's our free agent too, but he's restricted. So I imagine they bring I. I Think they'll bring him back. I don't know. He's only twenty four. They're also mm-hmm. candidate to draft running back. But yeah, like Bosa and Mike Williams are there last year's their contract, so it makes sense that they re-sign Hunter, maybe go for Teddy, and then just accept that they might be kind of fucked next year. Yeah, because they kind of need to win. But yeah, I mean, if they <laughs> sign Teddy and they get all their guys back, they could win the Super Bowl. Man, I mean, their team is really freaking good. Yeah. So type it in on Chargers Colts here. Because it's like order of preference there. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think like, Chargers would be better than Colts for the fit. Uh, agreed. And there's also somewhere like the Buccaneers that, uh-huh. in terms of their team, I think is actually a fairly good fit. He can air it out. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Godwin. They got OJ Howard. Um, got a lot of pieces there, and they're all fairly young and around the same age, too. So he can kind of develop with the team. Yeah, I uh, think the, the question with them is just, you know, are they going to go back to Jameis or not? I think with Tampa, it's either Jameis or Ricky. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. But mm-hmm. just because, like, I don't. Because even, like, I'm not sure how much of a change Teddy from Jameis would be for the team. Like, because they're, they're very different quarterbacks. And that's the problem is, like, the team is not built for Teddy. Like, I don't really feel like Tampa's built for Teddy. Like, that's my. Right. Like, I, I think the Chargers are suited for Teddy to come in there well based on like who they have around him and like i think like i think he and keenan would be an amazing like pair oh so good like, that seems like a perfect <laughs> fit but like and, like he and god will be fine too but like i don't i think like Jameis having evans and godwin is a good fit for Jameis. it is and, it like, really my, is my only thought would be like i'm trying to think of any other quarterback besides Jameis, and like the only one that comes to mind is matt stafford oddly enough like, Dude, Matt Stafford would slay with those offensive weapons. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, it just doesn't make sense for that to happen, though. Because <laughs> unless Tampa is like, because the thing is, if Tampa's trading up its four quarterbacks, so like taking Stafford wouldn't make any sense. But right, that's just like all I, I just like thinking about that, <laughs> <laughs> getting him out of Detroit. Yeah. Well, and Jameis did get, just get LASIK, so maybe they do want to stick it out with him one more year and see if uh, he, the interceptions go down. Yeah, and unless it's like pong, like playing Pong, where like you you can only play drunk, and then when you're <laughs> sober, you suck, so maybe like when he sees, he sucks. He maybe. <laughs> but, so yeah, I guess like with Jameis, though, so if it's not Tampa, like, where do you think he goes? If Jameis doesn't go to Tampa, because uh... like Chargers and Colts make a lot of <clears throat> sense for these non rookies, mm-hmm. but I kind of like, think he's fucked if he doesn't get resigned there. Yeah, there's like, a lot of quarterbacks, and there so there are, I think there are less teams that need a quarterback than are available decent ones. Yeah, at least for now, like by week like seven, everyone's gonna be signed and used and needed but <laughs> right um i my, i think he's i think he's gonna stay with tampa i would agree that i think that's the most likely option mm-hmm. i 
I think that's the best fit too, oddly enough. Like, because Bruce Arians and that team have built it around Jameis. So, like, I don't think there's, like, a better fit per se. Maybe he could uh, fit in well with, honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking that if Chicago, if you had Taylor Gabriel and Allen Robinson, like, some of those guys that can be deep threats, pretty big. I mean, it's that's, like, that makes me just think of Jay Cutler being there. Hey, right? <laughs> I don't think like, Chicago would be happy with that. Yeah, no. Gosh, that would be so fucking funny. That'd be so cool to such a Chicago quarterback for James to go there. <laughs> yeah, there is the wild card of does Chicago give up on Trubisky? I don't think they do, but... I don't think they do either because I think it's their GM yet. is too prideful. But I did see something the other day about it being a possibility. So hopefully, like if they were smart enough to do that, it would give me a lot of respect for them. He's, Trubisky's not the guy. No. But, <laughs> so... Winston, Tampa makes sense. Um, obviously, Chargers and Colts are there. But so, Philip Rivers, former Charger. People have talked about Tampa. I don't. I don't think that makes any sense. I don't think it's any different from Jameis. No, yeah, it's old Jameis. <laughs> right. You might as well just keep Jameis. He's younger, and has like, a like a stronger arm. I, f- I feel like like I feel like he's going to retire. I yeah I I can't see a whole lot of teams that work with him um retire (laughs) because like i doesn't i don't think it makes sense for the cult to bring him in does it that's maybe the only team that That doesn't make it that doesn't like like that's just weird yeah it sounds weird even um uh, it's hard to envision him anywhere but with the Chargers. Uh huh. <sighs> yeah, I, I'd re- I don't I really don't think the Bucks would let Jameis walk in and sign Rivers. That makes zero sense. Which means they might, but <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I uh, those I don't have a whole lot of places I can think where he would go. Because like he moved to Tampa, but like I that I'm pretty sure that was just for. I mean, he moved to Florida. I'm gonna move to Tampa. He moved to Florida, but that's probably I assume that's just for tax purposes. Like, right? Yeah, you don't have, exactly. Not a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean I, that I to me, retirement that. seems the most likely for Phil. Mm-hmm. So, huh. but I guess we'll the the probably the best quarterback available. Possibly available, like since since Breeze is, you know, resigning already. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton. So the Panthers are very non-committal with him. I which, read that they're not gonna stick with him. Yeah, because he's under contract for one more year. He's super tradable. His dead cap is super small, so like it's not he'd be excuse me easy to move. He's a free agent after this year. The team getting him wouldn't be super tied up with him unless they like want to be. But like, because the pan like, the Panthers have kind of fucked him over in the sense that like they've pretty much made it clear that it's reliant on his health, and so if they don't want to go with him, it, it gives other teams a really bad signal that like, oh, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, I've said that I would be totally cool with the Raiders going after him, just because I would. I would enjoy that. I would too, man. I think he would uh, add a really nice layer to that offense that they've already got with Josh Jacobs and uh, 
Mm-hmm. They have Zay Jones, and if they got Robbie, that'd be really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Waller as well. He likes those tight ends. Yeah, that, like Waller would have another great year with Newton there. My only thing is like. Derek Carr is like really not very movable this year. Like his his dead cap is a lot lower this year, so he's at least like movable. But like it's next year until they can really like they would be able to like cut him or easily trade him. So I don't know what's gonna happen on that front. And like I'm not sure what the market is for Derek Carr. Yeah, like, it's like seven point nine million in dead cap. Yeah, I think like the Raiders seem much more likely to take a rookie than anything else, and like let Carr chill another year there, and then see how it goes like it really makes sense that they're gonna like take a rookie and see how car does and just kind of go from there yeah i mean i do understand them going after a big name um because they're getting a new stadium that is dope and they Mm want to be as bright and flashy and sell as many tickets as possible you know um and having a name like cam newton on the team would be amazing. His visor would even match the stadium. Like it all fits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would love to see cam in Oakland. I just, I don't think they can just get rid of Derek Carr. I think he's a little too tied to them right now. Yeah. The biggest contract in the league like two years ago. Right. Yeah. Pretty recently. So (laughs) it's kind of tough for them to get like, yeah, cam Newton, like you said, I love that idea of like big splash names. So much more than I like the idea of citing Brady for a big splash name, but Ugh. So if if Cam Newton, yeah, if he doesn't end up in Carolina, what do you think for him? Give me Oakland. If he doesn't go to Carolina, I want Oakland. Yeah, that's what I want. So I'll put want, oh, want Oakland. Mm-hmm. Damn it. And then I that's a, I keep coming back to the Bears. <laughs> so many, I, mean, I just want yeah. them to have a good quarterback. But I actually think Cam Newton would fit really well there. Of all the ones I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Colts make a lot of sense for Cam too. The yeah, like the offensive schemes they would run. He's got a uh, they use Montgomery a lot of and what's his name? Uh, Montgomery and Cohen. Cohen, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah. Like him to a would be a fun one. The, the the thing I like about the Colts is like how they do a lot of like two tight end stuff. Like they have Doyle, probably not Eron anymore, but they'll have Moali Cox like. Yeah, and I assume they're going to draft receiver. Like, I assume he would feel comfortable in the offensive setting they put him. They're going to give him a good offensive line so he won't get murdered. Like, right, like he would go with Quentin Nelson. I mean, if I was Cam, that would be my – like, who has the best offensive line? Yeah, like, I I, I like the Colts for Cam if if he's not – like, as, as a, like, very, like, sensible fit if he doesn't go back to um, Carolina. I, like, I, I hope he's, like – if he's all good and healthy, like, and Carolina decides to stick with him, like – Obviously, that's an option too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the biggest thing going against that is just they have this Matt Rule guy now as coach, and it's. Like, I just don't know like who the Carolina would go after though, if they don't take Cam. If they don't take Cam, I think they're going to take a rookie. Yeah, I guess like trade up for someone. I don't know, like trade up for Tua. Like who do who do they like? And I don't even fucking know. Like. I know. I the other Baldwin. thing is their team is really polarized in age like they've got a lot of really young talent and a lot of really old talent so they kind of need to decide at some point if they want to dump the old guys and rebuild or kind of put it all together it definitely feels like carolina is going for the youth movement in my opinion Mm -hmm. but because between like samuel it seems he's still pretty young they've got ian thomas they've got dj moore like 
So in that sense, youth movement, like on offense at least, but... Yeah, they do have a lot of young players. Some old players too. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm like thoughts when these go, but... um, So Tom Brady, Tim Brady, Tommy Avocado. <laughs> um, I think he ends up staying with the Pats. I do agree that is the most likely scenario. That he goes back to the Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. If not, if he does not go to the Patriots... Where do you think? <sighs> okay. I know we've already mentioned the Colts, and they have a kind of had a bitter rivalry there before, but he do pretty well, I think. Yeah, like it uh, sucks that, like, I, trying to think. Because, like, no one else makes like, sense to me, though, is a thing. Like, I don't, I don't know who else would want him. Um, Man, I don't know. Maybe he should just go to Tampa and prove he can throw it. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Tampa, like I guess or Oakland, unfortunately. I think like Tampa makes the most sense after that, because like Carolina wouldn't make sense if they move on from Cam for that. No, and like the Pats would not make sense for Cam either. But <laughs> no, not at all. I want. I wonder if like what about like Teddy for? I don't think I don't think that Teddy makes a ton of sense for the Panthers. Actually, I don't know. It's a it's a possibility. Yeah. I think I'd like Charters and Colts better, but mm-hmm. James to the Panthers would be hilarious. I wouldn't like, I don't think that's a good fit, but that'd be hilarious. Oh, it'd be awful. Yeah. But that'd like, so, awful. so Andy Dalton though. <laughs> so he, where do you think he had? So if for some reason Brady doesn't go back to the Pats, we've talked about it a billion times. Andy Dalton makes a ton of sense for the Patriots. Yes, it does. It's hilarious. He and would be it, a perfect bridge quarterback for them. Honestly, like I, I was like, I I kind of want this now, just for that reason. So Dalton has no dead cap, so yep. he's gonna he's I, he's probably on the move. Um, I I imagine even if he doesn't like start somewhere, like someone's gonna bring him in to like compete or push for a starting job or something. Like he will end up starting a game this year. Like I'm pretty positive on that. I just don't know where mm-hmm. or when. <laughs> Yeah, both him and Mariota, I think, kind of fit into that. Someone's going to sign them as a backup. I think Mariota might go to like Philadelphia or San Fran as a backup. Oh yeah, I like I like Philly a lot actually as that option. That makes that's that sounds right for that, some reason. Right, right, it does. I don't know why. It's just Mariota to, as like the backup in Philly sounds really, really clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have, they have the cap space to get a good backup too, but um. So yeah, with Dalton, uh, let me look at the cap room again. Hmm, pulling teams up here. I just want to it makes sense. Um, I mean, okay, what about this? We, ha- I, I don't, I don't know if you have this on here per se, but if Washington decides that, like, if Rivera just fucking hates Haskins, right? Like, one of these guys is also an option for that, too. Or, like, maybe they want to try to get competitive this year. And if Alex Smith's not ready, Dalton, like, makes sense for that, too. I think, like, where he makes the most sense, like, outside of the Pats. Honestly, like, I don't... I kind of like him as a Panthers fit, I'll be really honest. Hmm. As, like, weird as that sounds, I think he's really good for, like... He's a good option to set up all the yard after catch ability that every offensive player there has. 
Like, if you just ask him, hey, Dalton, like, they're literally going to make him Jimmy G it. Like, that's, like, that would make a lot of sense for the Panthers offense this year to, like, have someone just Jimmy G it where, like, half of his, like, half of his yard is, like, each attempt is yak. Like, mm-hmm. but. They could do it. I think they have the cap space. I think they have, like, 30 to 40 million. Good look. They, yeah, they're, they're, like, just at league average pretty much, just below it technically, but. But yeah, aside from that, um, yeah, it's literally just like at some point does someone bring him in to compete somewhere? Like, <laughs> is that a, we probably call the Dalton line a lot. <laughs> he's uh, he's gone above it and below it. Yeah, he. I mean, he is. He is it. He is, he is it. it. <laughs> the, I don't. The Chargers would just be hilarious. <laughs> like I, I I didn't say it yet because I keep laughing every time I think about it. But I mean, you have the weapons there at least. Yeah, it's just like so funny, like the the stake proneness of Rivers, and then to keep it going with Dalton. Let's bring in Dalton. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like the rip, the J- swapping Jameis for Rivers makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, that's what you're trying to avoid. It's like so funny. <laughs> but you never know. Um. A lot of the guys that make these decisions, sometimes we have to question it. <laughs> so, I guess some of these guys definitely do some real dumb shit. So, <laughs> and then um, we have Josh Rosen on here, who I, I, I will stand by him for at least for now. He has gotten just the total shaftiest of shafts. Yeah, and that's why I put him on here, man. He's gotten just bullshit of a career start. Yeah, like as long as his confidence isn't just like, then I he'll, I think he'll end up fine. Which that's also the thing you never know, and hopefully playing with Fitzpatrick has helped that. Like if there's one guy who could, you know, teach you about not getting wavered when shit hits the fan, like it's probably Fitzpatrick, huh? Like Yeah. So if I'm the Patriots and I'm Bill Belichick, this is what I'm doing, right? Yeah. I'm saying, All right, Brady, we hear you. You're upset that we don't have anyone for you to throw to. So you know what? I just called up the GM of the Vikings. We're going to give them our first round pick and our second pick for Diggs. <laughs> so they bring in Stefan Diggs. Brady goes, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> I'll come back now. So they re-sign Brady, two-year deal. And they say, you know what? I think we're looking pretty good, but just for when you retire, Brady, we're going to go take Josh Rosen from the Dolphins for nothing. And he's going <laughs> to sit behind you and wait. Oh, it gives me chills because it would that that's like the dynasty. No, yeah, Rosen well, there is a perfect fit. As much as it would like irk me, he is a he is a perfect fit. fit there. I like, like I feel like it's gonna happen. I just feel he, it. Belichick is the right coach for him, based on like everything we've heard about Rosen, like in his personality. Like mm-hmm. that's the right environment, I think. Because like Belichick, like because the thing with Rosen is like he was kind of like arrogant, but the, the main thing was that like. The actual thing is that he was like, he challenged the coach a lot. He like challenged everything a lot. Yep. So Belichick seemed to the right guy who would one actually listen and two like be able to put up with it and like put it back because like as far as we know Brady's like an asshole too. Like at least like football wise, <laughs> but well, yeah, Belichick has the authority to make like if you're asking questions, say shut mm-hmm. up and do what I say. Yeah, and then for you to learn from that, like you know, um, he also puts together offensive systems that I think are would really fucking just scheme so well with Rosen. Yeah. He seems to me like, like you put him in shit. a good system. He'll be successful. Mm-hmm. 
He's just he like even in college he wasn't really on good teams. Like he's not had a good team yet. It's the problem. <laughs> so I, I will I will stand by him for now, and I will I will sink with that ship. But, <laughs> I'll die on this hill. Uh huh. But I'm trying to think. There's any teams that we haven't really like accounted for yet. Yeah, Dolphins. I think we both agree. I agree. Like they're gonna chill with this Patrick for now. That's and, what he does, man. He gets another year out of it when you never think he's going to. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be there one more year. Yeah, the assumption is they take a rookie, let Fitzpatrick play until rookie's ready, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. So I'm cool with letting that be the case. <laughs> yeah, the other team is Tennessee. Um, just with their whole situation, I keep hearing that Brady might go there. I don't get that a whole lot, but yeah, yeah. maybe I, I'm wrong. I, like I, I the whole it's like Mike Vrabel, you know? Yeah, the the Patriot connection there. I assume they're gonna franchise Tannehill. Like that's, that's, that's right. right. Franchise so. tag. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm expecting. Ah, oh, pardon me. Yeah. Allergies are the worst. Yeah, I'm, I, I I feel you there, dude. I was staying so but like Super Bowl before and after. Um, we stayed with my sister in Tampa. Um, Tampa visit and stuff like that. And her dog's adorable, but it does shed a lot. It's Shiba Inu. So mm. eventually, those allergies hit me. I was like. Playing right back, just dying. I'm like, uh. it, was ador- it was adorable though. But no, yeah, those dogs are super smart. Uh huh. It's got like sh- like shepherd, like German shepherd coloring too. Ooh. So it's very unique looking. It's cute. So it's very like, good doggo. Yeah, the the Doge is such a little Doge. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so pumped for this quarterback carousel this offseason. I'm hoping like some cool shit happens. <laughs> I think so. I think we're gonna get some cool shit. Unfortunately, yeah. you're gonna definitely get some more just nothing happens and they stay exactly where they are. Yeah. Like, like I, cause I think like Brady Carr, Winston, like my gut is they end up staying. Mm-hmm. Obviously we tan stays too, but right. So there's enough rookies and enough like movement stuff that like someone's going to end up on the floor after musical chairs. <laughs> like, yeah. But, like, the one that has to go somewhere else right now pretty much is Teddy. He's, like, yeah. the one where he's going to be on a new team. Or, I mean, if he's not, then I just, like, I don't understand life. But, like. Yeah, I'm, like, and what if some team with, like, a shitload of cat brings in two of these guys? Yeah. Like, that's, that. it's weird. Like, the Colts, the Colts have so much, like, cap. The Colts and Bucks have a shitload of cap room. They yeah. could realistically bring in multiple or like, they could re-sign Jameis and add Mariota, or like, the the Colts could fucking add Teddy, and you know like Rosen or some shit. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking out loud here. Like, two of these guys could go to the, one of those two same places. Like, as bonkers as that would be, I don't think it happens, but it's not like impossible. It's true. Uh, I want to see it. <laughs> Give me all the quarterback movement. <laughs> I love when free agency is like busy. Yeah, like I'm excited for like everything to like all the actual like cuts to keep happening so we have like more and more info and everything, and, like all the signings. Because like the only real signing we've got right now is let like Greg Olson to the Seahawks, which I because I, I just assumed he was retiring, so I kind of like forgot about it. <laughs> so it's always <laughs> a surprise when I saw it, but you're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense though, like it, it's a good fit, but. I was not ready personally. I was like, huh, wait. Yeah, they've been going on it on Twitter a little bit, like in a fun way. Like, oh, you should come play for us, man. He's like, oh, well, you better, uh, you know, be prepared for when I show up. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm waiting for you, man. Like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't, 
Is he still going to announce XFL games, though? That's, like, my biggest curiosity. (laughs) Have you been watching any XFL? Not really. It's been okay. Um... I can't watch that. The, one, of the, one of the games this past weekend, the first third quarter sucked, and the fourth quarter got really good. It is also like these guys have not played together any at all, so I think like the next cut, it, it will get better. I think, but like <coughs> almost every game's hit the under so far. I think, or like the off, like there has been a lot of defensive TDs, not enough offensive TDs. It's, I mean, the pro, like the inherent problem with a league like that is that the best players will leave and go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it caps it, but I, I don't know. It does have potential. I, like, there's a lot of cool things they're doing. I think the NFL should take from. And it's also fucking hilarious when someone fumbles and they go interview them about the fumble right after. Like shit like that. Yeah, or like you just get like f bombs dropped and like <laughs> there was one that get like Matt McLuhan come off the field. He was pissed and they're like, he's like, we need to change the whole game plan, and then he ends up getting like benched. <laughs> <laughs> so no, like, we did. Don't worry. <laughs> so it makes it, it makes it kind of it makes it fun. It's really interesting to like see all that shit. <laughs> they're like this one giant dude was like sitting there stretching foam roll, and like the reporter just like gets out on the ground. I'm like, hey, what you doing over here, man? <laughs> like, I like how like casual it is on the sidelines with the reporters. That makes it kind of fun. And then like how like quick and transparent they are at the replay. That's mm-hmm. nice. They like show you exactly what they're looking at while they're doing it. That's a plus. Yeah, I do like that. They've streamlined a lot of things that are kind of older and slow with the NFL. Yeah. Also, I, if NFL does change kickoff, I do like how XFL does it. Basically, like, you can't start, like, running until the person has the ball. So, like, you st- there's still a big return potential, but, like, a lot less crazy fucking injury potential. Yeah, so. because they get a full head of 10-yard steam like mm-hmm. running downfield at you before you even really get the ball cuz you know they uh they can run a lot of before that ball hits the ground and they know yeah. a lot of punts you're looking for like a 4 or 5 second air time well if you're putting a bunch of guys who can all run you know <laughs> four and a half second 40 times and the ball's in the air for 5 seconds well let's see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they get fucked. 40 yards of momentum on them before the guy even has it in his hand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... So I do like what the XL doing with that. So, yeah. I, I'm enough of a D-Gen that I'll do, like, a little, I've been doing a little bit of DFS with it just, like, for fun to give me, like, a little bit of reason to watch. Mm-hmm. It's football. So there's no, there's no other football right now. So they're filling the gap. I know. I just want, like, football news. Yeah. Just, like free agency and like you know the draft and shit oh the draft the draft i have not done personally a whole lot of research into the uh players coming up this year i've started like listing out the players and like starting to learn names but i haven't looked at tape yet yeah i don't really have much of a list like as far as who i like there's a couple i've been looking like very service level into it um i've looked into the running backs more than anything but like i have not done much of anything on the receivers and quarterbacks yet or tight ends. It's mostly just been running back based for me. I don't think that's a very deep tight end draft. Yeah, I, I've I've been really saying it's wide receivers. Yet. Yeah, the running back class is like strong. It's not like because there are a couple of, like Etienne or like Stata, and that was one of the main ones. But like the receiver class is nuts. Um, yeah. Have you seen any of Jerry Judy? Um, a smidgen. I know you love him though. Tell me about him. Good lord, dude. I I don't think 
so like every year I like to do wide receiver rankings and sort of comparisons because there are so many wide receivers. You can do good comp uh, picks for most people. <laughs> I can't find one right now. For Jerry Judy. He does not remind me of anyone I've ever seen. He's big. So like it's almost like if you took Julio Jones <clears throat> and just shrunk him down a little bit, he's just a little shorter than Julio Jones, but because he's smaller – he has a quicker change of direction speed. So he's like a Golden Tate Julio mashup. He hmm. can make people miss like something I've never seen a guy his size be able to be like, like quick. Because be. like, Julio Jones and Golden Tate are like pretty different. <laughs> I know. That's what makes no sense. Like he he has a shiftiness that is like Golden Tate-esque, but he has like the route running ability of Michael Thomas. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to think of who like fits in that. I mean, maybe like not necessarily Bolden either, but no. I'm trying to like get close on that. But anyway, yeah, he's really good. Like, the, the receivers are pretty nuts, and we also have the combine still to wait for. <laughs> that too. Yeah, like. I'm- I'm just pulling up some of this film right now, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, he, like he literally has the shake and bake kind of thing that Lamar has. Yeah, just the like, you think you have them, and then fuck, and then they do this quick little move just to the side, and they're past you. Yeah, like so he's like like the open field running pretty much is what you're like loving right. from him. Yeah, he has he's an excellent route runner that has amazing after the catch potential and it's like, like if um oh fucking who am i thinking um if so like a lot of the the comps are saying were make me think of what everyone hoped Cordell Patterson would be <laughs> like <sighs> kind of yeah kind of like I'd have to dig into too. It, yeah i'd have to dig into it more but like Cordell Patterson like basically had like his Cordell Patterson is like his like his problem is he probably would have been better suited as a running back because we've kind of seen but um like Cordell Patterson without the huge holes in his game is basically what I think <laughs> I'm getting from this. Yeah, and like the biggest thing everyone talks about is his route running, which is just gonna uh, make him sore. I think he should be the first wide receiver off the board. He is. You know, Alabama, he's kind of coming in this line of these guys that have come into the league and been, you know, really good with Cooper and Ridley. Um, mm-hmm. Is Jones there, too? Do what? Did Julio go there, too? Um, Julio? I, I think so. Definitely definitely Cooper and Ridley. Yeah, he went to Alabama as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's... To me, if like you're in some kind of fantasy and like dynasty yeah. league where you're drafting rookies, he should be one of the first guys you get. Yeah, so that's so we're pretty much like getting into like dynasty time of year now, like territory as far as like rookie stuff goes. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, for me, yeah, for me though, the running backs of where I've put most of my research so far. Have Have you looked at the running backs much yet? Not really. I started putting some names down. The only guys I really know are well. I end up watching a good amount of Ohio State games, so I know Dobbins, but yeah. also uh, what's his name, DeAndre Swift is kind yeah. of the other guy that I've seen. Because um, Swift is like one of the things. Like the one of the things about him is like how much different is twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen like 
tape is as far as like how elusive he looked in 2018 and how like that how much that didn't show in 2019 per se. And <clears throat> it's kind of like what happened. I think he's still really good, obviously. And I I, I would love to see him for the Falcons. One just to keep the George connection going too. But I think I think Andre Swift to the Falcons is a very great fit, and I want that. Yeah, and there I think it's pretty clear they're not sticking with Freeman. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. he's gone. And then like uh, Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been mentioned a lot as like a very prototypical two days NFL back. Um, I'm sure, like there, I mean, there's a lot of places he'd work, but I mean, he also makes sense on the Falcons. Or like literally any team that actually like likes to have their running back play at receiver and remotely, he'd be mm-hmm. a great fit there too. Like I think he'd be really fun in Tampa, honestly. I think having him there would just give them a lot of weapons. Like if they're giving up on Ronald Jones, that is too, and maybe not even like that way they could do like two back steps in step two and actually have like a receiver out there as a second running back. So I think he's a lot of fun. But and then I know Jonathan Taylor is like kind of randomly a polarizing prospect just because everyone's like worried about his huge workload in college. <clears throat> um. I think he's good enough that I'm not really concerned. Um, if it means he has a shorter career, okay, so what? But yeah, I mean, that's like the running back game by nature. Yeah, and so, like, it's not like he's going to, like, crumble in two years. Like, for Dynasty, I mean, like, I, look, I look at, like, a lot of people say they look at, like, three-year windows or whatever. But, I mean, even if Jonathan Taylor is only super-duper good or, like, really helpful for, like, four years, he's still, he, was still, and he was still a great Dynasty pick, in my opinion. I don't know, but... Yeah. So, like, he's someone who should get a lot of opportunity right away. He's really good. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like, I, I remember seeing, like, a list of guys who, like, have gotten a ton of carries. And, like, there are plenty of dudes on the list. But there's also, like, plenty of really good players on the list, too. Like, Ray Rice is on the list and stuff. And, you know, his incentives aside, he's really good at football. So, hmm. yeah. But. Yeah. I feel like the running backs are going to be the ones that you're not going to hear about until just before the draft. Everyone's going to be talking about the wide receivers for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the running back situation is interesting because of, like, there aren't many teams that, like, have a hole there, and there's enough, like, running backs, like, chilling in free agency and enough good ones in the draft that, like, again, someone's going to get left without a chair. Yep. So, but, (laughs) yeah, the running back receiver especially is pretty strong. And then I've... I've not done a ton of quarterback looking yet. Initially, Tua is my favorite, but obviously, you know, he's got the current situation where he's hurt. But where, where are you at on the quarterbacks? I I find it hard to believe that we're going to have, like, another four to five really good quarterbacks coming out of this draft class because mm-hmm. it's a pretty cyclical nature with the quarterbacks. I think a lot of these guys are going to be busts. I'll be honest. Um, the only two that I I like are basically Burrow and Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said I've – those are the only two I've, like, seen play enough to really have an opinion on. Like, I haven't seen much Herbert love Eason. The only little bit Herbert I did see was in the bowl game, and I wasn't, like – I was, like, not really – I wasn't, like, unimpressed, but I wasn't impressed. I was just, like, lukewarm on him. And Herbert, did they, play, <laughs> they play Wisconsin in the bowl game? I'm trying to remember who, who it was they played. But I don't even know. I was left, like – you know, not fully flaccid, but like maybe half chub at best. I don't know, quarter chub. Like just kind of fluffed up a bit. You know? Yeah, it's like it's not like you know shriveled, but it's not like you know, I want to show off. <laughs> yeah, his name to yeah, me. Yeah, no, that's where we I'm met. Sorry. 
It's so like it's so arbitrary, but man, I I fucking sounds like a boss, man. Gosh. Yeah, and I get the kind of, same kind of vibes from name. Oh, every quarterback in this name that starts with a J. Justin wow. Herbert, Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts. Like, Joe Burrow. There's like literally all the J names. Holy shit. Holy, like, good lord. Um, too many. This is weird. This is, I did not realize that until like we just list all these guys out. And talk. Like, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It, like, Tua has a good chance now solely because of his name, I guess, huh? Yeah, dude. Now, if there was a quarterback with two J's, I would take them. Mm-hmm. Jake Fromm kind of sounds like a bus name, too. Yeah, like, the, Cleveland. This is a hundred percent devoid from like like anything we're talking about skill wise. Just yeah, no, there's sound like no tape having been watched on this. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, what is it with like J names that sound like they could be busts? Huh? I don't know. Unless it's Joe Montana. See, that's just like yeah, roles. Jo- that's so like Joe, cool Joe. Joe is the exception. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Joe is the exception, but like. I don't know, Jake. Jake doesn't sound like he's gonna lay my team back down twenty. Like, yeah, Jake. Come on, Jake Locker. I remember that. <laughs> that might be it. Like, I think we should go back and like look through all like the QB bust and be like, like what the names are. Because like, is there a Justin like that's been a QB bust that we're like is putting this in our heads? Oh, I'm sure. Or is like, is is Justin just like Justin Herbert just sounds like such a bust name that it's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, who was the guy that the Browns took in that draft? Was Brandon Whedon? No, well, they did do that. They took a guy. Um, I think his name was Herbert. Oh, that might be it. That sounds right, honestly. Was it 2014? I got to find this now. Justin Gilbert? Okay, it's close. Justin Gilbert is really close. <laughs> to Herbert, yeah. I, I'm looking yeah. like for like any other like NFL quarterbacks with last name Herbert. Herbert. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like we talk about it all the time, like how the names like make you think a certain thing. Like we'll like we'll like make up some random name for like a, someone that's like a fullback and it's not a real person or whatever. But... <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, fake name game. That's I'm thinking, great. Am I thinking Justin Worley? Who knows. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, as as we get through the off season, we're definitely gonna dig into these guys more, um, especially like po like Mar- March is when it's really gonna hit. So come March, expect some like a lot more analysis from us, and especially like um, after the draft, like April May, it's when it's gonna really get juicy. Oh yeah, a- a- April's when I'll April's take. when I'll be like super ready to like dish out rookie stuff. Yeah, we're going to hit April, and we're going to be so ready for the draft to happen at that point. Because that's, what, the 22nd-ish? Let me check. 23rd. 23rd to the 25th? Yep. So it was like that last weekend. So, And okay. so, okay, question. There's been, like, random shit thrown about about Bro not actually going to Cincinnati. That's all BS, I'm assuming. Like, he's going to Cincinnati. Yeah, like, he's going to Cincinnati. Yeah, there's – it's – I don't know what the odds are on it. Actually, what are the odds on it? Um <laughs> Are there odds for it? I would assume he goes there. Odds Bengals draft Burrow. Let me see. Because I, I assume there are odds on it. Right? Minus 250. Yeah. Honestly, I feel, I feel good betting that. 
probably it should be like minus a thousand oh yeah oh also super random thing i was listening to um gary v on the jim rome podcast god jim rome yeah he's talking about uh, wasn't it like some like random shit with jim rome getting in a fight recently not recently but like within the last couple years i don't know maybe i feel like i remember hearing some like random ass shit about jim rome being a dick somewhere i'm like that makes sense (laughs) jim uh, was he like uh, i don't want to put words out there in case I'm way off. Who was who was the sports show host who like cheated on his wife that everyone wouldn't let go? Was that him or was that someone else? Um This is something where like Capiche would definitely know this. Right. Like some nonsensical. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. That was right. David Stern asked him if he still beat his wife. That was it. Oof, Bob, oof. That's a rough question. This is not just like. This was back in like 2012. Do you still beat your wife? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, so Jim Rome like asked him something. He's like grilling him. And then Stern goes, have you stopped beating your wife yet? Wow. I was like, I don't know if there's anything actual that or if just Stern just randomly said that. Yeah, I mean. But <laughs> that get, uh, that's where my brain was at with Jim Rome. But anyway, back on track. <laughs> no, I was, they're basically talking about like sports cards and like how like collecting sports cards is like getting huge now. And that's like, I was like kind of listening to like, he's like, oh, if you think a player is going to be good, like buy, you know, the rookie cards, you know. I'm like, wait, that's how we can actually, like, make money off of our supposed, like, dynasty stock is, like, buying rookie cards of players. Like, <laughs> like okay, I can trade for Sam Darnold, but or I can buy Sam Darnold rookie cards and hope he gets good and put my money where my mouth is on it. I'm yeah. like, huh, I may start doing that. <laughs> I'm going to be Gary Vee now. If you find any of those Darnold cards, let me know. Yeah. I'm just going to yell fuck a bunch and talk about how I'm going to buy the Jets, and I'm going to be Gary Vee. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm. I'm okay. So, how do you feel about your Jets? Because okay, we're just kind of like rambling at this point. How do you feel about the Jets going into the next year? Like, what do you think happens with Le'Veon? Like, um, well, so think, I keep seeing what? all this bullshit come up about Le'Veon and the Jets. Where bait, like the Jets were saying he was like overweight and stuff like that, and apparently that was literally fabricated by like a a New York writer and has no basis, and it just mm-hmm. keeps getting printed. Which is really fucking annoying. Um, his, his name's like Manesh Mehta. Pretty much oh, every, yeah, everybody in the world hates him because yeah. he just lies about basically everything <laughs> to create controversy. It's just super unprofessional. Why would you do that? Um, so yeah, he sucks. Uh, but honestly, like I would think Le'Veon would be there this year, this year, and then just the two years. Um, mm-hmm. The they're probably losing Robbie. I might, I would say that's like more likely that he goes somewhere else than stays as opposed to some of these other guys. Um, they really need linemen. Uh, they really need a new coach. I expect they'll resign Jamal. Like I think in this draft, they're just going to go for like offensive linemen and hopefully like a cornerback or two or wide receiver. Yeah, Not they have a lot of holes. This year. Yeah, never really optimistic <laughs> in any given year. No, yeah, I, I definitely don't blame you. Like, I think, yeah, I, I, I think Robbie ends up somewhere else too. 
I would love yeah, for the Raiders to pay him. I, it's my selfish thing because I want the Raiders to sign Robbie so badly. <laughs> I think it's pretty likely. I would give that like 70%. He goes somewhere else. Yeah, like Green Bay. Like Everyone's in Green Bay too because they need help a lot at receiver. Hmm. But I don't know what their cap situation is. Not the best. Yeah, like the Raiders have a lot of cap room. Like the, yeah, Col- the Colts also need someone. Like if they don't sign a rookie, then Robbie also would be an option. But, oh, yeah, him and T.Y. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I, I don't know if like Robbie like – because, okay, I was like, the Dolphins have a ton of cap room. Like, Robbie likes when the sun be out. <laughs> he like when it stay out late. Oh, dude, I was fucking rolling earlier when um I saw the Twitter thing. He talks about he wants to start cooking, and three hours later, he's like, man, cooking takes forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot why I always, like, hate cooking. If I'm it's hungry, like time, I make yeah. food, and by the time it's done, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> Guys, I fucking love Robbie. Robbie, please never change. Never change, but oh man. So um, oh yeah, I know we were talking about this previously. So um, Mazi and I had discussed a uh, recipe for some gnocchi mac and cheese or gnocchi, however you're supposed to say it. Um, yeah. and you know, I know you don't go ch in it. It's not gnocchi or no. Yeah, it's, it's gnocchi. gnocchi. Yep, gnocchi. I got gnocchi to my house. <laughs> so um, yeah, I ended up doing the so we did gnocchi mac and cheese. And then uh, did the Gruyere, like you said, and the Fontina. And it's mm-hmm. a mix of, like, uh, mild cheddar and some, like, uh, Parmesan. Boom. And, dude, it was fucking dope as shit. That's, some, uh, like, that's the key right there. Got some, like, breadcrumbs for on top of it. It was good. So, Ma- Mozzie's the man for uh, cheese recommendations, for sure. Oh, man, I love my cheese. I, yeah, I, that I, was... You were texting me about it. I'm like, man... First of all, you got to get Gruyere because that mm. makes every mac and cheese like, so it's much melty. better. <laughs> it's melty. It's such a flavorful cheese. It adds a wonderful depth of almost nuttiness to the sauce. And then you have Fontina, which is like just honestly flavorless, but really creamy in the consistency that you want. So you throw that in there. Uh, you got to have a milk base, a little bit of milk, and then just Parmesan it up, baby, and maybe some white cheddar throughout. Just add some sharpness. You got to kick-ass mac and cheese yeah it was so good and i didn't i didn't think that's for like a wine pairing too because like i i knew she was getting the wine or whatever but i was like oh man i should ask for like a great wine pairing what, what would you have suggested pairing with <laughs> noki mac and cheese for wine well you definitely want a wine that's gonna have a uh acidic quality to it because cheese is naturally just sort of fatty and melty and there's no acid value to it you don't have a vinegar or a lemon juice or anything like that in there so you want a wine that's on the more acidic side and it'll cut through with the richness after each bite and kind of re-cleanse the palate um you also it's going to be pretty hard to find a cheese that's or a wine that's super overpowering for it um but you get like a lot of good flavors there from the gruyere and the fontina that are kind of nutty so you want something to kind of play off that i would do some type of medium body medium yeah medium to medium plus body red. So something with a little more body to it won't get overpowered by the cheese with a higher acid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real good. Like a Barolo. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Mm. Gosh, I'd feel classier now after just listening to that shit. Man. Do a callback. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that, cause that's what I did uh, on Valentine's Day and that got me thinking we could talk about good and bad Valentine's Day and just the ideas in general. And like st- good stuff to cook together. So, 
So yeah, we I got we ended up making some pasta together. We had some ice cream and some wine. Good time. Didn't go out to a restaurant. So you work at a fancy restaurant, and you can definitely share some of like the reasons not to go out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, I mean it's good to go out on Valentine's Day, but like the only thing is that every <laughs> every restaurant's gonna get booked up so early. Mm-hmm. I remember this one time we had this guy, uh, and. He basically was coming in and was like, oh, like, I don't think it was Valentine's Day. It was like his wife's birthday or something. He's like, I have a reservation. It's my wife's birthday. And we're like, oh, your reservation's for like next week. What do you like? <laughs> uh, it's not for tonight. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? Like her birthday's tonight. We're like, yeah, but you made it for next week. And we were like really booked up. And <laughs> my wife was getting super pissed at him because um, we, we were all booked. We couldn't just take someone on. Um, at that point, we just had like too many reservations. We felt really bad, but dude, you fucking like clearly forgot your wife's birthday. <laughs> That's oh gosh. That's fucking rough. I'm sure she oh, grilled him about that too, huh? Oh, I bet. It would have been a long car ride home, as they say. <laughs> long car ride home. Shit. That's rough. And like so, like, how have you worked Valentine's Day shifts, like, at that restaurant, though? Or? There, yeah, I've done that before. Gotcha. I did not this year, but I have. Gotcha. Is it, like, usually, like, way more hectic or, like, I mean, like, I guess Not like really. Game, the biggest difference is that in most restaurants on that day, you're going to have, you know, on any given night, you're going to have, you know, parties of two and four, six, you know, three, but it's all, like all, all kinds of variants. <laughs> Yeah, on Valentine's Day, it is only parties of two. So you have to rearrange your room a little bit differently. And yeah, it's it's not really more hectic. People are generally pretty nice on Valentine's Day. It's a, like it's a coveted day for most you servers. You don't look like a dick, really. Yeah, exactly. That's a big turnoff, as they say. Uh-huh. You, you want to have a big dick, but you don't want to be a big dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of times, like, you don't have the one, so you overcompensate with the other. <laughs> yep, there's, like, a South Park about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically, like, they pretty much go to the reason that Cartman's always angry is because he has a tiny dick. <laughs> uh, we call that small dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> that SDE sounds like a disease. It might be. It might be. <laughs> go talk to your doctor today. <laughs> He's not gonna tell you something's wrong. He's just gonna make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> Man, you do have a little dick, huh? <laughs> no wonder you're so ornery. Your stress is pretty high. This must this must be why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna recommend getting one. <laughs> and then he turns on the episode of Rick and Morty where Jerry gets like a fake dick. Now here, we're not this far yet, but let me tell you, <laughs> we do have these options. Pulls out a catalog. <laughs> But um, so anyway, so Valentine's Day or just any date idea. If you're not going out to dinner, which you're going to dinner is fine sometimes, but sometimes you want to, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it. You want to do something different. Yeah, it might be hard to find your restaurant. Just yeah, uh, so, make dinner at home. Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely a great substitute. Gives you like bonding time, saves money for sure. You can literally make whatever the fuck you want. If someone has like, you know, eating restrictions, you you can take care of that way more easily. 
Um, it also puts a lot it makes it a lot more casual it kind of takes yeah. a little bit of the pressure off valentine's day you know you get dressed up you want you go out you want to look your best because everyone's on a date like mm-hmm. that's a lot more pressure on in this situation to go well whereas you're at home it's a more relaxed setting it takes the pressure off them now did you clean or did you both clean um we, there wasn't a whole lot of mess we cleaned a lot as we went oh that's um, good she ended up cleaning more of it because like right after because i'm like I ended up like right after we ate, I was like, I've used the bathroom real quick. And then she like cleaned everything up while I was in the bathroom for like a minute. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but thank you. um, yeah, it was like a huge mess. Cause like a lot of it went in the same thing. Like used like two or three different bowls and then like a pot and then a baking dish hmm. and like two measuring cups. So yeah, that's pretty good. Cause, Cause basically like you had to, you know, boil the pasta, strain that, and then she's the same pot to like put all the shit like the milk and the butter and thing else in and all the cheese in. and then you put the nochi back or the nochi back in there and then mix it all up so and then you've only used like one thing for cheese and like one thing for like the flour and the spices and stuff so it's like two bowls and your strainer and then you have like one or two measuring cups so cheese are pretty simple homemade mac and cheese is like pretty straightforward but it's really dank so Always a good like. That's always a good like date night thing to make with someone if they're if they like that. Also, who doesn't like mac and cheese? Exactly. Like unless they're lactose intolerant, then that's you know, another another story. But oh yeah, there was a yeah exactly. Like make sure your date's not lactose intolerant. I remember reading this one uh, post like from other waiters from all over the country about their Valentine's Day experiences, and uh, there was one where this woman was like, "Yeah, the guy I was with kept." taking me to this seafood restaurant it's like and i am like deathly allergic to fish and seafood <laughs> like dude <laughs> that's awful <laughs> idiot yeah doesn't matter if they have other options like like I, do, I remember yeah. we had a guest that was very so allergic to shellfish they had to eat outside they, oh, wow like we had a patio that we reopened for them because uh like his, he couldn't be in the restaurant. Dang, that's rough. Yeah, man. Like, see, that, that's like hard idiot. to avoid. Like, a, like a lot of like nice places serve selfish, so that's mm-hmm. like hard to avoid. That's an unfortunate one. Yeah, for sure. It's like if it's on the grill and it's roasting, you have an open kitchen like we do. Like, it's gonna be, yeah, you know. Yeah, like if you're that allergic to, that's also just unfortunate in itself. I know, I feel bad for him. But that dude that kept taking his wife there who was deathly allergic. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, because that's specific enough that it's easy to work around. Right, go to a steakhouse. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a lot of steakhouses have great fish. Like, there, ta-da. Right, but none of them are going to be, like, <laughs> seafood-centric. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's, like, different levels of it. So, like, if, if someone's, like, a vegetarian, they're probably a little more used to, like, adapting to a menu. But if it's just, like, hey, I can't do seafood, that's, like, way more specific. Right. But. Uh, so, mo- most importantly, pay attention to your uh, partner, whoever they may be. Yeah, Valentine's Day is over. Hopefully that went well for you. If so, you're in the clear for a bit, you know. Yeah. Don't get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't get lazy. Don't get complacent. Yeah, don't don't be like Roddy Rich and get lazy. <laughs> oh, dude, I saw this one video. It was this, this girl like singing it, and then her mom started like hyping her up, but she was like doing like like spiritual church singing, like she was like oh, like screaming like that, like like you would hear like in a like Pentecostal charismatic church mm-hmm. while her daughter was singing that uh, 
the box song or whatever. It was hilarious. It was the funniest shit. I'm like, that's the energy we all need to have for each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's that BDE. Yeah. It's the energy we all need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, man, I it's kind of weird, but I'm sort of excited for XFL this weekend. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna, really? Because uh, I ended up getting like a uh, like contest ticket. Um, actually, I think it's for next weekend. But um, yeah, sorry, it's it's uh, next weekend. I've got a contest ticket for um, like a hundred dollar DK contest. So I'm just I'm like I guess I'm gonna do XFL and pay really close attention next weekend so I can <laughs> hopefully make money off that. I was like shit. What do I do? Like NFL's over. Otherwise, I'd use it on that. I'm like, I don't trust myself with NBA enough. <laughs> and XFL, like enough people don't know anything about it yet that like if I actually put in the work, I can probably do well. So, right. I don't know. I, I think I tried to watch it, but some of the gameplay was if you yeah. absolutely terrible. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when I did, <laughs> when I didn't have any money riding on it, I could not watch it. So. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to watch it, bet on it or play DFS with it. That's my recommendation. Totally. I uh, <laughs> came to the realization that like Charles Barkley and like Dunchy and John C. Riley all have pretty much the same voice. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Actually, that's hilarious. Dunchy <laughs> Barkley. Like, oh man, it's terrible. And then you have like Tony Dungy, just a little bit higher. Like yeah. I, you know, Peyton Manning was absolutely wonderful. And then you bring it up, you got John C. Riley. You know. <laughs> <laughs> have any of them been in the same room together ever? I don't know. There's Maybe like, I know that they're not the same person, but I want them all together in the same room. Just like <laughs> hear that conversation. It was, I was like, if I close my eyes and listen to Tony Dungy talk right now, I can picture John C. Riley speaking. That's bizarre. That's Wrecker Ralph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if Charles Barkley inhales helium, is he John C. Riley? Maybe. Like a low dose of helium, just a little bit. Oh, God, I want to hear Charles Barkley speak when he's inhaled a little bit of helium. Shit, I need that in my life right now. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be amazing. I want to hear him and Shaq argue like while like sucking on helium balloons. Yeah, they're both arguing on helium. Oh, that has to be their next segment. <laughs> oh, I need that in my life at some point. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to do some more impressions. I like to. I got my new mic all set up, so mm. I'm excited to do some of those. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have plenty come up randomly, but um yeah, I think so when does free agency start officially? Hold on. My brain jumped really far there. March March eighteenth. Yeah. March 18th. So yeah, over the next couple of weeks we'll definitely talk more about like impending free agent spots. For now there's quarterbacks, but next episode I think we can get into like, you know, receiver, running back, tight end, defense a little more. Yeah, man, we got a lot of people becoming free agents want to move teams. Yeah, we've had some more – like, more cuts are going to happen, too, as we go forward, too. Like, Tony Jefferson got cut recently, so we're going to see more things kind of become concrete and, like, stuff open up a little more. So I'm I'm ready for that to kind of kick in. Ooh, that's going to be a good year, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. But, um, <laughs> Real quick before we go, um, Drew Brees. What what food? What restaurant is Drew Brees? For doing like comparisons, because because one so as these as these quarterbacks find their landing spots, we gotta talk about like what food and what restaurant they are. Okay. Um, so like, what restaurant is like the Saints, and then like what dish is Brees there? Huh. I I feel like well, he sort of embodies Louisiana, right? Mm-hmm. Like. 
and all of that. So he has to be something like the staple dish of Louisiana, but he has to be like the elevated, most penultimate form of it. Yeah, like because I, I would think I think I think gumbo initially, right? Like, but like the world's most fancy not fancy like elevated clean delicious gumbo with like the freshest seafood made probably like forty dollars it's some really solid like restaurant that's been around for a while but isn't yeah. like flashy yeah like i mean because like my brain goes like papa dos but like i feel like a better pop like i, I, I don't know like new orleans restaurants at all i've never been there so like i don't know like what their most famous restaurant is uh yeah, I've never been to New Orleans myself. I want to go there at some point, but like everything I've heard is that one time is plenty. <laughs> hmm. GW Fins is coming up as like a hopping spot as upscale seafood dining. Ooh, I mean, yeah. There's definitely an element of seafood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and quality, just like high quality ingredients. You know. Yeah, every true. time you go, it's good. You can get the same thing every time, and it doesn't change. It's just always good. Yeah, something like 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 call it a Creole restaurants here, you know. Makes sense. Right. Turtle soup. That's that sounds pretty quite essentially New Orleans to me. I've I can't say I've ever had turtle soup. Um, it sounds weird. I would try it. I'd feel pretty bad, like about the turtle. Man, I, you're so I don't cute. think I would. <laughs> I, I'm well, not like, <laughs> I'm not like. I, listen, I like animals and shit, but like, I don't know, I'd try it. <laughs> I, I've because I've had guinea pig before. Really? Yeah, I was in uh, Ecuador. What? Yeah. Tasted like dark meat chicken. Damn. In this place, there's rabbit and turtle. Wow. These are the people at the end of the, the tortoise in the yeah. hand. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were in there ready. The race was actually just like the restaurant putting on like a like social media campaign. <laughs> <laughs> how did I how did we get here? Um how anyway. Did, so so New Orleans so New Orleans there is just gumbo. Is is Breeze so is Breeze gumbo then? Mm-hmm. I so I get he I feel like he's like I'm, I'd just be saying because he's white he's like a rice heavy gumbo but <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very fresh gumbo right like they just caught it that morning mm-hmm. some dude like hand shucked it mm-hmm. mm. kind of want some gumbo now right <laughs> it's, not, time... it's got a little spice but it's not it's not really spicy yeah he, 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 he wouldn't of... be a very spicy gumbo because he's no, not a spicy yeah. guy. It's just a little to tantalize you. <laughs> just a little bit of oh, a little hot pepper there, huh? But you're gonna keep beating it because they keep resizing him, so he's not spicy enough that like they're like no, 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 but like just the right amount of spice that you can keep digging in. Yeah. We're gonna get hungry and like crave this food, like whatever food we name for it, we're gonna crave it. Depending oh, yeah. on who it is, if it's like a good quarterback, at least. Uh, yes, the the Jameis one, we don't know, but <laughs> I might not want to eat that. It's like an IHOP crab cake. It's like getting like seafood at a gas station. There's a chance it's amazing, but there's a chance you get food poisoning. <laughs> and there is no in between. 
Yeah, so that's our Janus one already. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, we're good. But um, anyway, thank you all for tuning in the Mozzie and the Muscle. We will be back uh, probably kind of soon with another uh, free agent uh, discussion on the skill positions and some defense. Mm-hmm.